Timbo Slice. Hey, what's, what's going on, man? What's going on, my dude? Ah, Friday, just finished work. Um, definitely feels good. The, the past couple of weeks have just been pretty rough. Like the, the help desk I'm on is just getting fucking sodomized. Really? So yeah, biz, business is just, or call volume has just been high. So well, um, do, to, to, you, they, do you have a theory as to why that might be? It's just been a gradual snowball effect. Okay. And by gradual, I mean, even going back to like August, we like turned on this one thing in August. Then there was another thing we did in like September. Then there was another thing we did in like October to like keep updating and adding more things to already existing programs. And it just keeps piling on top of one another until the point where it's like every single, we, we used to go from like on any day, really like Friday excluded Friday's always slower, but yeah. Monday through Thursday, by the time I'm logging out, the help desk would have fielded, maybe 80 to 120 phone calls. And now every single day when I log out, we've taken at least like 200, if not like 240. So we've just doubled the fucking volume. And just like by the time Friday rolls around, I'm like, I'm spent. I'm really done. (laughs) Fucking hell, man. That's tough. But yeah, like you said, it's Friday fucking night, dude. I know Mm -hmm. you got some tall boys with you. As always... I'm Cheers. Gonna, I'm gonna do a shot here. We're on video. If this, if I don't majorly fuck this up, uh, <laughs> you're watching this on YouTube. Welcome. I was talking on stream the other night because I'm always doing these shots of Jameson on stream, but I don't really like. I don't like Jameson. <laughs> I, I just have. This bottle, you see this bottle, it's gigantic. Um, Mm -hmm. My cousin brought it on um, Christmas Eve. So it's like, it's around, and it's like, I don't want to drink 15 beers every stream I do, but I want to get a little buzz going, you know? So I'm just doing shots of Jameson all the time. And Jameson's one of those liquors that I had a rough night with one time. So Mm -hmm. it still kind of has that sting to it, like the... Like a little bit of uh, bad memories in there, but fuck it, what can you do? It's February. We are post Valentine's Day. We are almost in fucking March, which means, well, I mean, it was sixty degrees today, so maybe summer's over, or maybe uh, winter's over already. Dude, I had the windows open all night and day today. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I mean, it was crazy windy, but. True. Yesterday, before the wind started, it was a it was a picture perfect spring day. It was it was mm-hmm. we were sitting on the back porch, and it was warm, and it smelled like spring. You could smell other people's uh, uh, dryer exhaust. <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> great. And then, uh, uh, but yeah, so you made it through uh, Valentine's Day, all right. I'm assuming that's uh, with cats still being in the industry. That's a night where they get their ass kicked yeah so it plus the the weekend so many people just celebrate it over the weekend they don't Mm -hmm. do it on like this year it landed on monday but it kind of gives them a little extra business during the dead season yeah um so it's appreciated but because of working in the biz for so long we do hate that holiday right right (laughs) it's just such it's kind of kind of like we we used to say weekends were amateur hour because it was like 
everybody's big night out Saturday night. Here right. they come. They've not been out in a fucking month. Right. Um, and, and Valentine's day definitely has that vibe too. Uh, so yeah, they, they were booked at work. Um, we or not, I, I personally just, I don't hate Valentine's day. I just don't give a shit. And, and cat doesn't really either. Like Good. I got yeah. her flowers. That's it. There you, <laughs> you go. Know? Good boy. Yeah. yeah. That's a good place to be in in a uh, relationship is like you both want to be on the same level of understanding about uh, things like this, like um, dumbass fake holidays. (laughs) I brought it up beforehand that, you know, I was like, should we do something for Valentine's Day? She didn't really have much of a response, so I took that as a no. Um, My dad's. Is it a trap? Right. I know. Exactly. But my my dad's always been a like he really likes getting my mom surprise gifts yeah. and not just for Valentine's Day, just kind of out of nowhere. He's the kind of you know partner that has always sprung gifts on my mom. His love language is gift giving. Yep, mm-hmm. and and that's not really me. He, that did not get passed on to me. But I do always keep flowers in the apartment aside from just Valentine's Day. That's a, that's a thing I just constantly do. Very sweet, very nice. Yeah, that's she good. appreciates it. Good, 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 good. I'm very glad. Plus, I think she really appreciates that now that I work from home for the most part, you know, I go into the office a couple days a week, but I'm home a lot. So Mm. I have kind of taken on that stay at home dad vibe where, you know, I I take care of most of the chores around the apartment and and she works way more than I do. So I think she notices that and appreciates that I kind of keep up with the apartment where she doesn't really have the time. Very good. That's very good. Uh, Quick question, Timmy. Do you have anything near your uh, computer that could be causing any sort of audio interference? Highly doubtful, because this is where I record every time, um, and I don't hear anything personally. Right. You know, the the heat's not on, the air's not on. I think we're fine. We'll find out in the edit. Uh, it just, uh, you know, that sound, you're an IT guy, that sound when, um, there's like your cell phones like next to mm-hmm. something and it makes that, but yep. who knows? I got all kinds of shit running all over the place and who like my setup, I don't know if it's correct or if it's total jank, but we'll find out. Uh, we were talking a little before we started cause a dear dear friend of ours is about to turn the big or has actually uh to yesterday two days ago uh has turned 40 has hit the big 4-0 and uh i was saying i fucking remember when like my uh my my parents turned 40 and like all their friends got them the like over the hill joke gifts from Spencer's. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I remember specifically a Dick cast <laughs> in the mm-hmm. black and white over the hill uh, font, which seems wild to me that uh, that's the precipice many of us are on is is turning fucking forty. You know what I mean? And I was like, uh, shit. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I was old enough to fucking remember. You know what I mean? I was a, I was a little kid, and and uh, I'll be forty soon, and I ain't seeing no kids running around here. You know what I mean? You'll be forty no. sooner than me. You graduated 
9-11 year. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, he, by the way, Mike didn't say it, but my, my podcast co-host, Keenan, turned 40 on uh, February 16th. Yeah. Um, I didn't know so, if he wanted that out there, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't remember my parents turning 40 because they're they're a little older. Like mm-hmm. when they had me, my dad was 40 and my mom was 33. Yeah. So I, I do definitely remember though, my dad's 50th birthday, which they had a bunch of their friends over. They had a little party and yes, all the gag gifts gifts. Like I'll never forget. One of them gave him this cake and it was just like a naked woman's body on it, yes. but like a cartoonish <laughs> one. Yes. And it had like, like Brown sprinkles for the pubes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And of course, I thought this was fantastic because I'm, I'm a kid. Yeah. Um, part of the party, too, was there was like a bottle of wine on our mantle above our fireplace. Yeah. And there was just this card with this gigantic number on it. It was probably in the billions. And the it was like a, it was a contest for the party was whoever could guess what that number represents or is mm-hmm. gets the bottle of wine and i forget who someone did win it cuz they guessed that it was the amount of times my dad's heart has beat in these 50 years holy <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> just kind of a fun little game but i definitely remember all those gags yes 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 i had to stay at my grandparents because for my dad's 40th because actually there was a stripper here uh from, <laughs> there was a picture in here forever of uh, my dad with this stripper, and uh, uh, supposedly uh, him and all his his like friend group that year, uh, they all uh, got sh- strippers sent to the house for uh, for their birthdays, and and supposedly the story goes is my mom was pretty annoyed that the only um, uh, uh, you know attractive stripper was the one my dad got the other ones were apparently pretty uh you know hardcore <laughs> but uh yeah is that uh like are we uh did you get keenan a dick cast or uh uh any does that is that uh stuff died with the boomers the uh over the hill gags i mean it's I definitely my Spencer. brand right it's definitely my brand to be constantly drawing dicks on everything yeah. um so I could see myself getting them some sort of gag gift. But yeah, I mean, do, does Spencer's even exist? It probably doesn't because you would just buy that shit on Amazon anyway. Um, yeah. I haven't really thought about it. I, sh- I guess I should get him a gift. I was just going to gr- grab him a card like a normal <laughs> old fart. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, you're right. Maybe I should get a gag. Over, yeah, get him. Uh, I, can't, I can't stop thinking about the dick cast. That's the only one I remember. <laughs> <laughs> 40 years old. I think it means something different to us, right? We're younger. Well, and, you know, not to put my personal business out there, but, like, part part of Kat and I eventually getting to the stage of moving in together and getting engaged, we had the conversation about kids, and mm. we, we aren't having them. Um, okay. And And so, like, I think it's a little different when – that's not part of the equation. Yeah. It, it just feels like every day is just like when we were not like we act like we we're in our twenties, but because every day is just about like making sure you sustain your job and yeah. gradually save some money for some retirement someday and do some fun things here or there to relieve your stress and entertain yourself. You know, I, sure. I think it's just like, we're just in a different spot that 
I don't think 40 really freaks me out at all, you know? Yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, but, I mean, you're not, you're 38, you were saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm th- 34. So you're a little closer than me. And um, we, in this house, we go back and forth on it all the time, I think, uh, the kids think, because it's like, you know, it is pretty nice um, just doing whatever the fuck you want to do every day. I mean, obviously, you got to go to a job and all that shit, but, you know, mm-hmm. if we want to, I mean, we got, we, you know, the, the, the most we got to worry about is uh, can someone watch the dogs overnight? You know what I mean? It's not like, and I don't, it's. God, I uh, love everybody that has kids, uh, but it's it the the whole thing. It seems impossible because it's like uh, it's the it's us, and we're like you know we're not destitute or anything, but we don't have money to speak of. And uh, how in God's fucking name would we afford a kid if we had one right now? This is the part of the pandemic that I constantly just say that I, I just sympathize with parents. Uh, I can't really comment on it. I, I can see it from afar and just mm-hmm. like, you know, how hard things have been on, you know, people like you and me, Mike. Mm-hmm. And then I think about, you know, friends of the podcast, like Adam and Warren, and like they have kids and mm-hmm. they're, they're at least not in school yet. Uh, but then, then you then you think about the parents that have kids in school and that right. fucking nightmare of a situation that's been going on for two years. Right, you're banking and, on someone watching your kids all day, and all of a sudden it's gone. Figure mm-hmm. it out while having a full time yeah. job. Right. So yeah, like th- those responsibilities, uh, I think, are beyond me. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> God bless everyone that can do it. Because we gotta, we gotta keep the population growing, right? The uh, species has to continue. But don't look at me for any help. <laughs> it's funny, like I, I never took offense to it, but I know a lot of people that did when when I was still in the bar business. Like that's everyone's immediate question when they find out you're married. Oh, so when you having kids, or right. or are you planning on having kids? And it's like. Why is that your go-to? Like, why why am I discussing this with you, my barfly that just wants to slam a you know five shots of Jameson in, in their face as fast as possible? Right, and they <laughs> like, go get in their car. <laughs> right, like we're we're not friends on that level. Like, what do you want to know about? Like, I don't know. It's just it's just a weird thing that's been normalized right. with us. Right, and I think uh, that is one of the things that Jesus uh, is, um, you know especially the older generations that was just what you did it was Mm -hmm. you got married and then you had kids that was just everyone did it it was just and then gradually that gets cut down and cut down and now it's like dude don't ask a woman without kids when she's having kids or you know what i mean it's like first of all you don't fucking know what's going on in their life medically yep or if they've been trying to have kids for fucking years and it uh, they're going through all the the ivf and all this shit and it's mm-hmm. just not and it's like uh that shit is uh going away luckily you know what i mean but it's it's those uh older i don't i don't want to sound ageist right but it's like 
it's a very presumptuous question that at one time I'm sure didn't seem presumptuous because I'm sure in previous generations you were a weirdo if you just didn't want to have a fucking kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was normal to, get to ask those questions. Right. Because yeah, that was like, no one had video games. There was nothing to do in life besides get married, have kids. Everything else is boring on earth. You know what I mean? We got cool shit now. Leave us yeah, alone. I mean, they, they had a fucking jump rope, you know? Yeah. It was either <laughs> play jump rope or go to war and then come back from war and have kids. That's it. Food is gruel. Everything sucks. Now it's fun. I could go to Tahiti. Okay? Capiche? Mm-hmm. But then some days I do want to have kids. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like very... now my brother has a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my niece, uh, her name's Taylor, and she's an April Fool's baby. baby. So in, in less than a month and a half, she's going to be two years old. Wow. Um, I, I just visited them. They live down the shore. Yeah. And, like she just fucking loves me and you know, and my parents are there and my brother and his wife are there. And of course there's those comments of like, Oh my God, you'd make such an amazing father. Right. And I'm like, no, but I'm good because I can only sustain this for like 12 hour spurts. <laughs> the uncle spot is the spot that I'm good at, you know, oh, I mean? dude, the, have I, the been... kid be fun, be cool. Give them back. Oh, serious discipline has to happen. I'll leave the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, even with Kat's uh, sister and husband, we, we were occasionally babysitting for them mm-hmm. and they're now five and three and they fucking loved me, you know, like, and, but it was just so nice to then bugger off at 5 PM, you know, <laughs> see you guys going to go play video games without, I got some uh, borderlands to play guys. I'm right. sorry. Right. And it's not fun to play with you. Cause you're a little kid and you suck. <laughs> No, I don't want to watch Moana for the 18th time. I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Did you have those movies as a kid? First of all, do you remember 2000's Disney's Dinosaur? No. Not at all. It was like one of 2000's highest grossing movies. I just found that fact out on a podcast. But uh, did you have those movies um, as a kid that, that you would... Your, your fucking repeat movies that probably if your parents heard the audio of they would rip their fucking hair out uh yeah but like so we had a unique vhs collection because we first lived in lansdowne and our neighbors across the street were the holbrooks okay and uh they used to babysit for us and they were huge pop culture junkies they they were the family that had they had like six VCRs stacked upon one another to like tape something at all times. Oh man. So that they were, like they were, yeah, like, but they weren't selling them. So I guess it wasn't like illegal cause they weren't like profiting off of it, but they would just like give out to their friends movies. Right. So like our star Wars, our initial star Wars collection was like taped off of television, kind of shitty version of yeah, star wars yeah um but they also were like because those vhs vhs tapes were at least like four hours long if not six so there would be like i remember one was inner space followed by beetlejuice what a double feature <laughs> what a right? double feature so they they gave us all of our movies and it wasn't really kids stuff it was like what was cool in pop culture at the time so my repeat movies were you know like i just said beetlejuice 
Top Gun, uh, all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some others, but like, uh, hell, my my brother even eventually like threw it or threw, threw in Terminator Two. Um, like, so it wasn't. <laughs> yes, you're right. Like my parents, if they really sat down and watched them, they probably wouldn't have let me watch them. But oh yeah, they were like, oh, the Holbrooks think they're cool, so that's fine. They're just movies. That's but yeah. Uh, furthermore, I, I don't know if I've told this story, but so Damien, he he, I don't know if he works for them still, but he w- worked for TV Guide for a long time with some like senior exec big shit there, okay. and like when I was still on Facebook, I used to see him on these like red carpet carpets with like Kevin Bacon and other like shit. big stars. Um, he so in Upper Darby. Uh, at the the high school, they have this huge like performing arts center that like it's huge in Delco. Like it, it's this, it's actually this gorgeous arena in a sense. Like yeah. uh, that's that's like where Keenan and I would sing for the choir. Uh, but they would utilize it year round for all sorts of things. So in the summer, they had this thing called Summer Stage, and there was kids from not just Upper Darby but surrounding schools that would like join Summer Stage and they'd put on these plays and stuff. Mm. Well, Damien joined it. And that's where he met. So he's, you know, much older than us. That's where he met Tina Fey, <laughs> and they became like best friends, and like they're still like good friends to this day. But Tina Fey, you know, wrote Mean Girls. Yes. The gay guy in Mean Girls, his name is Damien. Like she wrote that character after Damien Holbrook that's from Lansdowne, Pennsylvania. Fucking cool. <laughs> Who used to babysit my brother and I, and he used to bring over. Do you remember Laser Tag? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he had the full like getup, the the vest with like the target, the guns. There was even helmets you could have. He ha- he had all that shit, and we would just play fucking Laser Tag all night. <laughs> So good. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on this no, tangent, but I'm uh, jealous, quite frankly. But uh, sorry, man. So anyway, turn forty, <laughs> having kids. Everyone's <laughs> got to turn forty, right? If you're lucky enough, that's the thing, right? Just a uh, someone I played hockey with. A teammate of mine in high school, uh, my age, graduated my year, slept over this house many times, Um, may or may not have caught me jacking it once at a sleepover, just fucking (laughs) passed away like a month ago. Oh, man. That's like the, uh, I'm going to say 20th person conservatively that I went to high school with that has passed away since we graduated, which folks is unbelievable, right? I don't know if you've had, if you have that problem in upper Darby, but um, it's pretty nasty. I think because I've disconnected so drastically since like my mid twenties um, that like from Facebook, I never signed up for Instagram, you know, like I'm only on Twitter and that's just a different community, you know, like yeah. the, the only way I would see anyone from high school was through Facebook. Right. Um, and now that I'm not on there, I just, I just don't see them. That's uh, crazy. So you never got a, ins- I find so much stuff about you from the show. You never smoked weed. You never got <laughs> on Instagram. What the fuck is up with you, Timbo? You're nuts. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it was like leading up to 2016 that I, I finally said I had it with Facebook. I was I was on there strictly for the podcast. Right. I just I was not interacting whatsoever on my own personal account. I was kind of just logging in a, into the Pop Adult account to occasionally yeah. do some shit. Yeah. But eventually I was like, why am I on here personally? And I just deactivated it. Good Haven't gone you. back. Yeah. Um, and, and because Instagram's owned by Facebook, I just was like, well, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. Twitter, you, you can sell my information. That's fine. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. You, uh, you are right. You made the right decision. You don't need, there's nothing. You're not missing nothing. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I, I do wish I would be. Uh, on there just to watch your your interactions with like <laughs> the the Chichester whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. I try to, you know, keep it light over there. Everyone's so fucking serious online. But now I uh I need admin approval to post anything on the page, so it's like it's not fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And they don't uh they don't approve my shit, okay? I think honest I, to God, man. Like sometimes when you guys would just talk about your posts on Doom Thugs, they were like my favorite <laughs> segments. They were so bad shit insane. Uh, gotta, I know Costa gets a kick out of him too. Yeah, because yeah, he's very uh he's a business online, you know, he's uh, that's where he literally makes money. Um and uh I uh do not. <laughs> oh, Christ. It's probably also because he just, he knows you so well yes. that he can read a text from Mike Antonelli and hear your voice and know you're just fucking full of shit yeah. and just trying to troll someone. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I worry that, because, you know, I do a lot of shit online. I mean, I mean, you follow me on Twitter. I'm always trying to, you know, make posts that people see and think are funny but uh sometimes i worry that you got i gotta i gotta like put like you gotta listen to my podcast you gotta understand my voice you know if you read this mm -hmm. in my voice and my cadence you'll think it's you'll get it okay mm -hmm. but you know fuck it someday i'll go viral and then the checks will start rolling in Hell, I even got my mom on Twitter now just because there's so many wow. things that I come across that I think she would like and think are funny or even just dumb little cat pictures that she'll find cute. You got her um, TikTok, Twitter. She's loving it, though. She really does love it. Um, she loves Twitter? I, what's that? She's into Twitter? Yeah. She, she surprisingly kind of got into it real quick. Like I just explained how, hey – you can follow who you want to follow and that's your, your feed. That's it. Like you're not going to get a bunch of random bullshit that you're not interested in. Like it's just based on what you like and who you follow. Mm -hmm. And based on that, she's been having a blast, but I did put out a tweet. I don't think she saw it. Okay. At least she didn't like it, but okay. <laughs> it was, it was just uh it was just a picture of my my hand soap container. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said I was like, you know, I'm the type of person that buys that like giant hand soap re refill thing and just keep dumping it on top of the same whatever. Yeah. And I somehow created this concoction that made it look like it was like come in a hot tub. <laughs> it looks like 
Yeah, like if you ever were in your bathtub and you jacked off, it's like that's what's floating around in there and it's nasty. <laughs> and then like right around the time that I got like my third like on it, I was like, oh no, is my mom going to see this? Mom, <laughs> don't, don't like this one. <laughs> or we just won't talk about it. Mom, never read me say come, please. That's one of the, um, so my dad lives with us. And I've always been pretty free with my language in front of my parents. Pretty dirty, maybe even disrespectful, who's to say. But um, there's like a list of words that I won't say in front of them. And come is on that list. I'll never say come. Mm -hmm. Or talk about sex in any way. That's off the... That's for strangers on Twitter to see only. Even through my 20s, they they wouldn't want to hear the F word out of my mouth. Yeah. But now it's it's kind of free range. Yeah. <laughs> Especially my dad. Like when it's just my dad and I, it, like Fuck he, he's... This. Fuck that. Yeah, and, and he's what kind of inspired my humor. Um, right. Yeah. Like I truly am Tom Parker's child. <laughs> and he... Uh... It being that you uh, once threw a bag of kittens into a river or something. <laughs> oh, God. That fucking... <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> Dad, do not ever tell that story ever again. <laughs> Don't even tell it to mom. Like, she doesn't want to hear it either. <laughs> tough one. It's tough. But that's the generational divide. He fought in Vietnam. He was <laughs> in a goddamn helicopter... Now, is that th your archives? Your full archives are available uh, for Pop Addled? Keenan's uh, been kind of going through. I guess on iTunes, you can only get the last 100 episodes, but I think on other services, then yeah, the full archive is there. I hope, I hope uh, the, that episode is, uh, is available for the people to listen to because it rocks. <laughs> it was like uh, very uh, enlightening. Uh, to hear a first-hand account of your father who was in Vietnam in helicopters, like, flying sideways or some shit, doing just <laughs> wild fucking shit, dumping Agent Orange onto vegetation, just doing fucking wild shit, and the whole time being like, this is all bullshit. Like, he fully uh, knew the whole thing. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? This is dumb. And then... Like, for the most part, we... <clears throat> our podcast is just dumb and lighthearted, and... We don't take ourselves that seriously, right. uh, and there's there's a few episodes that we're very proud of, like when we when we had on Brian Patrick Wade years ago, mm -hmm. uh, who who's like a small time like TV star, but mm -hmm. he's pretty cool. He, we had him on, and then my, having my dad on to just talk Vietnam was like we got a lot of people that actually reached out to say that was one of the best podcasts I've heard, not just from you guys, but mm -hmm. just in general. It was just so candid mm -hmm. and real, and yeah, you know. And it, I want to say it's like 2018, so it's back there, but it, it was fun. And he's had the – he's like it was just finally good. Like I've heard these stories for years, mm -hmm. but in random spurts, and there's like no kind of chronology to them or anything. Mm -hmm. So to finally get him to sit down and to put it all into place really was awesome. And, yeah. and, and I think for him too, like I sent him – the actual audio of it so he could have it um and we have it on our google drive so like it's never going anywhere i have it saved other places as yeah. well yeah C yeah and it's like uh, so much of what you hear about these things is from the 
either you know history class or or or, or uh, books and and movies and TV and stuff and it's because you're also not supposed to ask about it but him being so free with it is uh first of all great that he's okay to be free with it right he doesn't have horrendous ptsd but it's also i'm very thankful that uh he's willing to talk about it because uh it's it it puts uh it makes it real uh we used to have uh there is these there's a vietnam vet that would come talk to us at school and um he was injured in the war and had one of his legs had to be shortened so he had one big like the sole of his shoe was like like a phone book mm-hmm. and uh he was kind of out there but we got like a very stern talking to before he's like do not ask if they've killed anyone that was like their one thing's like do not and then um they were nuts. He he was like a he, he was like a hel- helicopter gunner, so mm-hmm. you know he was like fucking out of his mind, and he was always he would just say stuff like, "Yeah, we had we carried these grenades, and uh, if I threw one into the back of this room, everyone in here would be dead." I'd be like, "Okay, I guess I'm learning something here. <laughs> I don't know what, but uh, pretty cool." And then. Um, we used to have this guy that would, uh, did you like, uh, when you were a senior, did you have a, like before prom, was there someone that was, their life was basically ruined by a drunk driving incident? Come, come talk to you or anything like that. I don't remember that in particular, but I do remember just a lot of warnings out there and, and just overall talkings from staff. Right. Like, hey, guys, be careful. We were in, I want to say, I mean, it was middle school, right? Middle school for us was uh, fifth through eighth grade. And I think, I'm going to say I was in sixth grade, right? And we would go down to the assembly for a, um, uh, uh, excuse me, go to the auditorium for an assembly. And this was a anti heroin assembly right i'm in sixth grade and for whatever reason i was like separated from my friends so i was like sitting next to strangers so i was alone and there was like a police officer and they were just showing the most horrifically fucked up pictures of like track marks and people dead and stuff and and it was just like horrible and then this woman gets on stage and tells us the long story about um her daughter uh becoming addicted to heroin and then kicking it and then she went to get blood drawn and then the feeling of the needle got her back into it Mm. and then this this fucking the story ends with the picture of her daughter taken at the morgue right and as as this picture comes up um, like halfway through a story low in the background, wish you were here by Pink Floyd started playing. And then as a crescendoed the song. So I can't, I can't hear wish you were here without thinking about a hundred dead bodies that I saw in sixth grade. You know what I mean? That's so fucked up. 
but it worked on me. You know what I mean? It was like, I'm a pretty, uh, you know, I'll do a lot of stuff, but my entire life since that time, it was like, well, heroin's never going to do that. That's yeah. definitely off the list. And it still is. Now, a lot of things have left that list. I mean, pretty much everything but heroin I would try at least. But, you know, <laughs> fuck if that assembly didn't work. And another assembly story, we had a uh, a SEPTA or not uh, or uh, no. what's the train? Is the train SEPTA? I mean, it's all SEPTA, but like, there's the regional rail, there's right. the trolley. But there's he was like, the bus. He was, or he, I think he was an Amtrak cop. He was like a he was a train cop, right? And uh, he was giving us this uh, safety thing, train safety thing. Don't play on the rails; you'll get hit by a train and die. And then um, halfway through, partway through it, he drops the fact that he was like an extra in the uh, Denzel Washington movie, I think called, uh, I want to say Taken, but that's something else, right? That's Liam Neeson, but. Uh, it's, it's uh, oh, fuck, what's it called? Uh, uh, Unstoppable? This was, like, was it about a train? No, it was not that train movie. It was way before that. It was oh, like okay. I was in middle school, but uh, oh right, Duh. um, but so he 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 was an extra in this movie, right? And after he drops that fact, there's like a buzz in the crowd, like oh, we're here with a movie star. So then, when it comes to the question portion, right, where you're supposed to ask train safety questions, someone raises their hand is like. Can I have your autograph? Like this guy was an actual movie star. And then the entire rest of the day just turned into a huge line for this guy signing fucking autographs. <laughs> and he was a fucking extra in some fucking Denzel Washington movie. I can't even fucking remember. But, uh, but you know, I loved assemblies. You know, get us out of school. Yeah, it got of, you out of class. It was the best. Uh, there was this one guy who would like play guitar for whatever. Re- I don't know what he was trying to teach us, but he'd have like an electric guitar and he was playing like, I remember him playing Tonight Tonight by the uh, Smashing Pumpkins. And I thought it was the fucking coolest shit ever. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, he would like, uh, he was probably a weirdo. They were all probably weirdos, right? And now he's like none of the assemblies really. I, I remember some elementary school ones, but nothing past that. Elementary school, they always did pretty cool stuff. Like I remember someone having like a live bird of some sort, like a hawk or something, flying around True. or some shit like that, which rocks. Or a, I want to say probably like a yo-yo guy or something. Right, or those like devil sticks. Oh man, <laughs> man! Did you have those? I never had them. No, I, I, like, I couldn't even handle a yo-yo. What the hell made me think I was going to handle <laughs> devil sticks? <laughs> the, the yo-yo, the, the, the yo-yo resurgence of uh, 1999, uh, at least it was for me. Was it it's 1999 or was it, did you have a yo-yo resurgence or was it just in sixth grade or was it, because in 99 you're, you know, you're in high school. You're yeah, I'm a ju- no, I'm a sophomore at that point. Uh, you're trying to get fingered and finger twenty four seven. You're trying to dry hump until your zipper fucks up your wiener. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, I've touched a boob. Now I need to get like an over-the-pants hand job. Man. OTPHJ. Does it feel good? <laughs> not not particularly. It kind of is kind of hurts, but someone's touching it? It's like jeans, they're not that soft. It's like, oh. <laughs> Wait, what was the original question? Oh yeah, yo yo. How many times a day did you jerk off in sixth grade? Uh I I know I've I've never been that frequent. <laughs> and, and well, wow, you don't smoke weed, you don't jerk off. Jesus, Tim. I'm, I'm a bizarre character. <laughs> no. That's why I love this little show we have here. I learn more and more about my friend Tim every month. It's enlightening. <laughs> One month you're going to tell me you killed someone one time. You drowned them in a creek when you were playing war. No, that, that that no, I never murdered anybody. I don't think I'll ever murder anybody. Good. It's good to say you think cuz you don't want anyone to test you cuz you know. I think I only I think I only ever got into one fight in my entire life where I actually like fist hit fist face. Bar? Please can yeah. I, can I hear the story? This was in it was probably like 6th or 7th grade, is middle school and we're in wood shop class. I want to say it was Mr. Murata's wood shop class. Okay. And the the tables you sit at are these like huge wooden tables with like vices on the end of them yes. to do wood shit. Yes. <laughs> um and it's like me, it's Andrew Eisler and this dude Jeff Hollinsworth. And Jeff, I've always been friendly with. Like he was a he was a nice kid, but like I don't know, like just out of nowhere, he just started to try to like push my buttons and be an asshole. And he was just being, he was being a dickhead. He was being rude and hormones rushing being insane. Yeah. Yes. And he just, he just kept being an asshole. And I just kept telling him like, you know, to fuck off or whatever I was telling him to like, just shut up or leave me alone or whatever. And Andrew Eisler is like egging me on in my other ear. He's like, just, you know, cause like at one point we like gripped each other up or he like grabbed my arm and he was like, Hit him with your left hand. Hit him with your left hand. And so I, <laughs> so I did. And I hit him. I hit him so hard that his glasses went like flying across the room. Oh, <laughs> but no. somehow the teacher didn't see it. <laughs> so I've now like punched Jeff Hollinsworth in the face. His glasses go flying. Yeah. He goes and like retrieves them, and it just kind of like continually escalates from there. Then, then at one point, I like I gripped him up and like put my forearm under his neck and like pushed him against the fucking wall. And I'm like, I didn't grow until I was 15 years old. You're so I'm tiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like just losing my shit on Jeff, <laughs> and it's all being like you know antagonized by Andrew. It was just like the most bizarre thing. And then that was it. Like that. That like we so never. This whole thing happened, and the teacher never caught on. Like never even when saw you had it. him against the wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a big room. <laughs> he just, I don't know. I don't know. It was so strange. That seems like bad teaching. Yeah. I Mr. Murata was cool. He, he had a bad rap. Like, I think people thought he was a pederast. Uh, um, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I liked his class. He taught me a lot about, like, woodworking and. Yeah, it's like the tech ed. We called it tech ed. It's like mm-hmm. that was uh, tech ed and like home ec. That was like the most useful shit they taught you in fucking high school. Dude, for real. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like, I'm not using geometry today. I am definitely using, you know, uh, 
proper table setting etiquette and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so fucked. People say all the time, like, the thi- there's a list of shit that they immediately, immediately should start teaching. And it's like, fucking what taxes are and how to do them. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> right. fucking how to fill out a job application, how to, how to fucking, uh, you know, mow your lawn or whatever. Yeah. Build a resume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they probably tried to teach me that, but I was just like, I don't need this shit. Fuck. No, no. instead we had to learn how to make a fucking bibliography. Cool. <laughs> still using that to this day. Not at all. Right. They're still like uh, teaching me the Dewey Decimal System like 10 years after it's dead. Like, what right. are you doing here? <laughs> I actually, I started making up my bibliographies just to see if the teacher would catch it. And my dad even knew I was doing it and yeah. didn't care. He was like, yeah, just see if they even fucking notice. Uh, so I would like, I would make up the book name. I would say it was from like Cairo or oh, my, fucking. Dude, and it had to be like exactly every comma had to be in the right place it had to be like right title oh so and and no one ever caught me on it so i was just convinced ah. that they were just looking at syntax and that yeah. was it so as yeah. long as i put the the periods and the commas and whatever in the right the quotations ah. in the right spot ah. they didn't give a shit about if it was an actual book no fuck no man uh what's your I'll tell my fist fight stories in a minute, but what is your worst physical injury? Um, they're all, it's, it's a bunch, but they're all the same. I, I have what br- broken each of my wrists three times. So six total. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst one probably was in seventh grade. I, I broke, I broke one wrist. Um, I think I think I broke one wrist, like ro- roller roller blade. Oh, I was playing hockey, but I was like out in the street by myself, yeah. just like shooting on a net or something. I I fell. I braced my fall. I broke it, and I think like two weeks later, I was playing hockey again, like with friends, and fell again and braced my fall with the other <laughs> hand and broke the other one. So I had two casts <laughs> on each arm. In seventh grade, like, I'm sure kids really thought I was an idiot. I mean, if they didn't already, they were looking at Tim Parker walk down the hallway with two fucking casts on his hand thinking, like, what the hell is this kid's problem? Uh, what do you even do in school? Like, I can't use a pencil, you know, I'll just sit here, I guess. Well, it luckily, it luckily frees your fingers, at least. So you could still oh, use okay. a pencil, but it, it wasn't normal. Like, it, your handwriting was all jacked up. Um, the, the, the problem was showering. So I had these like two bags over my hands while showering. So I just had to like massage shampoo into my (laughs) head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so fucked. Wait, so that's one and one. You got (laughs) the other more. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I want to say like the left was actually, at the base of my thumb. Okay. They would consider it wrist, but it was kind of thumb. Right. So it was two there and then one left wrist. And then the, the right was two right wrists and one thumb. Jesus. Uh, and I, I don't really remember all, all of why and how, but yes, it was six total. That's 
nuts, Timmy. <laughs> they were th- now, mind you, they weren't like full on severs of bone. They're just fractures. So they only took like four ish, five weeks to mend and get the cast off. Okay. Okay. Um, I broke my right arm in like it was visibly a a huge fucking visible Ugh. break like um, I've told this story years ago but it's not one of it was uh, me being a little bitch we were uh, I'm gonna say the summer between first and second grade so I was like six seven and um, we used to go camping every weekend we had a Winnebago and we there we we had this camping group and we'd go to different campsites and this one particular campsite had a swimming pool and I went in the pool and I was swimming with my eyes open. Cause I just re- I just found out you're allowed to do that. And I thought I was hot shit. The pool was way over chlorinated. So mm-hmm. my eyes were on fire. And as a six or seven year old, I was what uh, could be commonly referred to as a little bitch. Um, I was very annoying and, uh, I didn't deal well with pain. So I was like fucking throwing a fit, causing a whole scene. And, um, finally my parents just stuck me in the Winnebago bed, which was a bunk bed over top of the, uh, driver's seat, driver's seat. So I was up there when we, the one time we had a Winnebago, that's where I slept. Go ahead. Yeah. That was actually where my parents slept, which is insane to me that two people were up there, but (laughs) Um, so they just like threw me up there and they were outside or whatever. And I'm like up there writhing around and rolling around and I come falling out, you know, head first arms out and I smash on the floor and instantly, uh, something's wrong. My arm's like beep. And my mom's like, his arm is broken. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was like, and we're in the middle of summer, in the middle of fucking Pennsylvania somewhere, some campground, right? Mm-hmm. So um, someone, one of the campers comes in with a stick they pulled from the fire, like one end was was like just still burning, but the rest was fine to use as like a makeshift splint. And they had took me to some hospital and wherever the fuck we are and they, for, for them to like, you know, set my arm and all that shit and... Uh, yes. And I was a bitch the whole time. If I, like, my parents should have probably just left me at the hospital and just started a new <laughs> life. But uh, and then it was like, so I had that temporary cast. Then I had, like, the hard, like, this is summer. I should be out in swimming pools and stuff. And I have a, I have a cast that goes from my bicep over my elbow up my entire arm. So, like, I got like, you know, I'm very limited in my range of motion and like we're going to the beach and stuff. So I get wet. I get sand in it. Oh, it's fucking terrible. And um, luckily, luckily, saving grace, that was the summer I got my Sega Genesis and the doctor was able to uh, finagle the hand and of the cast in such a way that I was still able to play Sega. So thank God for that. But, you know, <laughs> fuck. That sucked. Summer just reminds me, yeah, of like beach, pool, Mm -hmm. those things that you shouldn't be doing with a cast. And then even like 
playing some stickball, right. any really sport outside baseball, football, basketball. My right arm, I couldn't throw. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was fucked. And it was like it wasn't even during school, so I didn't get uh, any attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that. It's funny that like I've always said that now that I live in. Westchester and specifically I've lived around Chester County. Like I I don't think I'll ever go back. I don't think I will never live in Delco again, Mm. but then again, I could never imagine growing up out here. Like, Mm. you know, like just the, the idea of playing with your friends, like you literally, or I would literally walk to Kevin's house, knock on the door and be like, Hey, is Kevin home? Mm. Yeah. Hey Kevin, you want to play some basketball? Yeah. Okay. Let's go grab a mat. I mean, like, walk a few more blocks, go grab Matt. Yeah. And, like, that, that, like, convoy of people. And eventually, now we have, like, six people to have, like, a fun game of whatever. And, like, I don't, I, you just can't do that out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I had, uh, my friend Chris lived right across the street. And it was like, you would just go bang on his door. And his mom would, you know, you know, very patient. But it was just like, it was my, it was like, uh, it was the best. I just, I don't know. Just, uh, that leads me to my fist fight story actually. Um, because there was, <laughs> cause Chris and I lived across the street from each other and we were in the same grade. We were boys. Um, cause I think, and like, you know, fist fight is way different than just a shoving match or like a little wrestling. Oh, you know, some hands were thrown, brother. Right. And then around the corner uh, lived a kid, a uh, grade younger than us, named Jason. And he was younger than us, but he was also, uh, in his grade, he was a higher class. He was cooler, like in, in the cool scale. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we were we would hang out and stuff, and I got real close with Jason, and and then uh, for whatever reason, right, I decided that um, out of uh, I have to be loyal to my friend Chris, and uh, because like because like Chris and uh, Jason would butt heads sometimes, and and uh, Jason's older brother would butt heads with Chris, and I was like. Uh, I gotta, you know, I gotta be, I gotta be loyal to, to uh, Chris. So, and gonna, you're the mediator in a sense, right? Right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up one day and arbitrarily decide to hate Jason. You know, it's like Chris. Guess what? We're closer now. I've decided to, I hate Jason for no reason. Right? You're just kids. You're stupid. So that was like probably a shock to Jason that one day he just comes around and like i hate you now <laughs> but whatever it was like this whole fucking thing and it went on for too long and then it and it came to a boiling point where um one day we were up the street and uh i think i might have like like we were you know it, it was a lot of bickering a lot of saying dumb shit and then one day i probably fell off my bike or something and got embarrassed so then i was like all right it's on now. So me and Jason start like kind of like wrestling around and like, (laughs) I would like, uh, I had, you know, I, 
I had like a clear shot at his face, right? But like, I definitely like punched him in the face. But like, I definitely like stopped. Like, I didn't full on punch him in the face. Like, I you quite was, literally pulled your I punch. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, I hate you, but for whatever reason, I I couldn't full on punch someone in the face. <laughs> and then, um, so we were rolling around, and and uh, Chris and and Ryan were watching, and then. Um, all of a sudden somebody comes out of the house we're fighting in front of like some shadowy figure. I couldn't see it. It was like, Hey, knock it off. And then, uh, Jason's brother was like, we're fighting. And then he was like, not anymore. You're not get out of here. I'm calling the cops. So we all run. And then I spent like weeks worried that this guy called the cops and now the cops are after me because I was in this fight. Like they're looking for me because like now I'm a criminal for getting in a fist fight in front of this on the street in front of uh, this guy's house. But uh, that was it. I, I chalked that up as a victory. Uh, I touted that in my victory fight column for years moving forward. Uh, so I retired one and zero in fist fights. Um, I got into some scuffles because uh, I played ice hockey for six years. But, I mean, you can't fight, fight in school hockey. You get kicked out of the league. But Hell, even later in life, I was probably in my younger 20s, and a dude I worked with had, like, a, a beer league roller hockey team. Mm. And I, I joined them once. And, <laughs> you know, we, we had, like, I think we had seven – a maybe i think we had seven skaters so we didn't even have like oh, that is and, and in ro- that is in roller hockey murder. you play with with four players yeah. so like you didn't we didn't even have two full lines no. uh and and a goalie yeah. and we i guess so this is the summertime and i guess to like keep in shape westchester rustin would like join this league but it's like it's the lowest level league we're like the beer leaguers <laughs> right so these fucking these kids, they they their ice hockey team had just won like states, <laughs> and this is what they're doing in their off season to like stay in shape is to beat up on fucking you know Tim Parker at right. age twenty three who's gonna just like <laughs> smash a bunch of beers in his face afterwards. So like we're getting steamrolled. Right. I mean it's like within I would say ten minutes it was it was like seven nothing. It was over right. And then like, and the guy who invited me, this guy, Andrew, he eventually like grabbed their best player and talked some sense into him. Like, look, dude, you know, we're here just to have some fun. You guys are way above us. You shouldn't be in this league. I forget exactly what he said, but he just put him in his place and said, chill the fuck out. Right. Um, like they had a coach on their bench. Uh, like it was like, fuck what the fuck? Here, like it, it clearly did not belong in this league, no, but, no, no, no. um, at some point, I also kind of like gripped up somebody because he, he just like he just was. They were showboating. They were hot dogging. They were showboating. Right. They're fucking sixteen years old. They're in like the best shape of their life. Yeah. They just won a state championship in real hockey, and here we are. Like, come on, man, what the fuck are you doing? And like, it, I actually should have like gone over to the coach afterwards and been like, "What the fucking fuck are you loser? doing, sir? What are you doing yeah, here? Like, you lo- like a state championship isn't good enough. You got to win." The beer league roller hockey championship to put on your mantle, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. Even before the game starts, man, like look down at our bench and be like, <laughs> maybe we should uh, relax a bit, right? Like anyway, 
fuck. That's that's the closest I've gotten to, you know, a hockey fight was yeah. was that. I recently retired from beer league roller hockey. Um, I got to tell you, I loved, I liked a lot of it. I mean, being on a team is fun, but I got to tell you, it is not very fun to be the worst player in the league. You know what I mean? Not a fun spot for me personally to be in. Um, I can't fill that role. So I had to step I hear away. But, um, I can skate. I just cannot handle a puck. Like my entire life, I grew up playing street hockey with a fucking tennis ball or like one of those, you know, plastic street hockey balls. Yeah. And I got so used to it that like, you know, later in life, trying to throw a puck in front of me, I was like, I can't handle this. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like, I, I, uh, I, I mean, I fucking stopped playing in 2005 and then didn't start playing till roller i stopped playing ice hockey in 2005 when i graduated high school and then i played roller like 15 20 years later or whatever i don't think i graduated that but whatever and um i lost all my wind and playing roller hockey for an hour once a week is no way to get your wind back and it never came back and uh, i never really had hands to begin with and uh i wasn't getting those one hour a week you know what i mean and there's no like practice or anything so it's just like i often felt like man um i am a liability out here <laughs> like uh yep. when i'm when i'm on the 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 floor it's like um it just seemed like every defensive mistake i would make would immediately lead to a goal it was like mm-hmm. anything I did slightly wrong ended up in the back of our net. And it was just like, uh, fuck this, this, <laughs> I see what's going on here. <laughs> I'm, uh, the worst player. And I, I played before for this team. And, and when I took my first retirement, they immediately won a championship. And then this second <laughs> retirement, the same thing happened. The same thing happened. <laughs> They won a championship, and it's like, dude, why would I even – like me being on the team is obviously a net negative. I'm hurting the team. They don't win championships when I'm on the team. But uh, but that's all goes to say, like, there would be, like, you know, rough stuff and, and fights. and Like, I've never saw an actual full-on, you know, gloves-dropped fight in beer league, but it's like there would be some – some rough stuff and i'm just out there like because it's like dude i'm th- i'm 32 mm-hmm. it's like a sunday afternoon like i'm mm-hmm. dude i'm just getting some fucking i'm getting a sweat up you know i'm fucking exercising here i'm not trying to what are you what are these people doing but it's just like uh yeah there's um a type of person that does beer league sports that makes people like me not want to do them. Like I would, you know, there'd be, there's a very short period of time where I played beer league softball, which should be fun, right? Mm-hmm. Seems fun. But the there's these fuckers that take it way too fucking seriously and make it not fun, which is like suck shit. Cause then it's like, well, I'm just going to not do it. They're, I mean, there's no way they're going to quit. This is their entire life is to take this fucking 
shit too serious. So I guess I just uh, will never have fun in my life. And you win. Bad guys back, win again. Back when I was 16, I worked for an in- architecture and interior design firm. Cool. Because uh, like in, in high school, <clears throat> as much shit as like some Delco schools, public schools get, like Upper Darby was pretty impressive if you actually like took advantage of it. Like I was taking CAD when I was 15 years old, yeah. you know, computer assisted design and drafting. Like, yeah. so I landed this job at an architecture firm because I knew how to fucking draw floor plans and shit. That's cool. Um, but they had, they had a, uh, which by the way, Keenan's kind of dabbling in now because you, you can use it to like make some 3d print, you know, uh, yeah. designs. Yeah. 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 Um, but they had a softball team and it, it very much was mostly chill, but I, I remember there was one team that was too serious and like specifically the pitcher, uh, the guy, the guy was like deliberately, th- it wasn't this like lob soft pitch. Like he was kind of deliberate, not kind of, he was flat out deliberately pitching the ball to pretty much like skim your elbows <laughs> to everyone. So, so, you know, my next, so my first at bat, I, I don't know what I did, but it, I was like, well, what the fuck is this? This guy's pitching like an asshole. Nolan Ryan. So the second, the second at bat. The second he started to wind up, I took like a huge step back so that the ball was like perfectly placed. I was like, what are you doing, man? Like you you trying to paint corners in yeah. soft pitch softball? What do you what is this? Your you you uh your life sucks. <laughs> yeah, like the, these are the, these are the types of games that are you know, the end score is like 25 to 20, you know, like, <laughs> no one's, you know, really taking this seriously. And here you are like trying to game the system as the fucking pitcher, you piece of shit, man. Fuck. Sorry. No. I swear I don't hold a grudge. <laughs> hey, these are the things that stick with you, right? You do not sign your fault. They're just stuck in your brain goop, mm-hmm. man. So, what do you got planned for the rest of the month? Anything? Uh, next episode, Keenan and I are going to just do a topical. We haven't talked, just the two of us, in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably have you and Harrison on soon to continue the John Woo series. Oh, man, I can't wait. Which, you know, A Better Tomorrow was was a great start. Um, We're going to the fucking killer dog. Oh, my God. This is so exciting. <laughs> This is so exciting. This is so exciting. I'm currently reading a book um, about John Woo. Uh, so hopefully I'll have more uh, insights on the next episode. But uh, Hell yeah. Very excited to watch The Killer and talk about The Killer. Because, I mean, A Better Tomorrow was good. The Killer is just... Uh, I don't even... I'm not even going to say anything about it. I just can't yeah. wait for you to watch it. Uh, and then probably in the future, well, we're going to talk about the, the DC universe in the movie spectrum, that is, because mm-hmm. uh, they kind of like lined up their ducks now with exactly what's coming out and like how it's going to go. So I think we're going to talk about that on the topical, but I'm sure when those movies come out, we'll do some movie specials on them. Um, I'm excited for that Batman movie. Dude, that Batman movie looks fucking good. It looks good. It really does. I just found out the director did the Planet of the Apes movies, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, those are good fucking movies. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I think Robert Pattinson looks cool as Batman. I'm 
into it. Yeah. Uh, there's also a bunch of, you know, Keenan and I for a while did the, uh, I mean, you know, from doing the Resident Evil movies, we, we covered a lot of video game movies. Yes. And there's a few coming out soon with Uncharted, with Tom Holland. Uh, there's a Sonic 2 coming out when we yes. covered the first Sonic movie. And there's a third one I'm totally blanking on right now. But there there's some video game movies that are coming out that we might cover. What's the third one? God damn it, I can't think of it either. Did yeah, you, but th- th- go ahead. How do you? What do you? Tammy and I were talking a lot about Uncharted because we're big fans of the games. And uh, Keenan loves the games. I never played. I understand that they're kind of similar to the Tomb Raider games. Yeah, it's like an adventure series, right? But it's like, uh, but dude, that trailer I think does it justice i think it looks i think it looks great here's the thing you didn't play the game so it doesn't matter to you but Mm -hmm. mark Wahlberg playing the character that he's playing is a big thumbs down for the uh for 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 this uncharted enthusiast um because the character he's playing in the games you love him sully is a is a tall, uh, gray-haired, big, bushy, mustached, ch- cigar-chomping old man, like his uh, the mentor of Tom Holland's character. So to just see regular Mark Wahlberg looking like Mark Wahlberg always looks like is uh, a little disappointing. But he's, you know, I was actually talking about this with Harrison on Teams while we were working. And he's he's also not really excited for Uncharted, mainly because of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, uh, you know he he also kind of thinks he's a little douchey, and he's right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Fuck it. It's weird. Like the, the Mark Wahlberg's, you know, most it, like he he tries to distance himself from Boogie Nights, but everyone in the world's like that was your best role. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't seem to get it. Mm-hmm. And he like. Uh, the the other movie I was forgetting is Borderlands, which Kate Blanchett is like, I she's cast as um, Lilith, who's probably the lead character, um, but also like they've cast a bunch of other people, and it lo- it it looks cool. I, I and I love those games. Yeah, you mentioned the other, Borderlands earlier. Yeah, uh, the other it's not a movie, but television show is there's a Halo te- television show. Like I think it might even be out now, but live action. I I believe so. Holy shit. Um, yeah. So all of those things are on our radar. Maybe even a Peacemaker special. I haven't started watching Peacemaker, but I've heard amazing things. Yeah. Nothing but, right? Like, every, yeah. everyone is raving about it. Which, by the way, I think I always forget by the end of this episode to plug the podcast. We are pop-addled yes. that you, you guys are doom thugs. So oh, yeah. you can find us on... Anywhere you listen to a podcast, pop addled. Yes, it's a it's a very good show. It's a weekly show, which is like, God bless, we love you. I'm uh, it's it's one of my it's one of my favorite shows to listen to because you guys really are my friends. And it's not just like <laughs> I'm listening to a podcast like, wow, these guys are my friends, but these guys are actually my friends. For the holiday, you recently did top five rom-coms. Yeah. 
which is which I think it turned out to be fun. Like I, I think Castle was not very excited about it, but <laughs> by the end of it, we had a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love a rom com. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, of course, if you're subscribed to this, you know this is where all our shows come out. Doom Thugs monthly uh, had our did we. We had a February show. <laughs> I can't. Our February show has already come out, um, and we got a lot of good stuff cooking up in this uh, new uh, era of Doom Thugs. Um, if you haven't listened in a while, uh, we f- finally got. Uh, we finally filled the unfillable uh, hole that. Uh, Harrison left uh, when he moved out to the desert, but uh, we got a new star on the team, uh, young Brittany, who has been doing, in two episodes, she's already better than me, who's been doing this for 10 years, (laughs) and uh, she's a huge star, and um, she's, uh, I may already made this joke, but uh, she's um, going to... If you've ever seen the No Doubt video for the song Don't Speak, uh, there's a scene where uh, all four of them are in a photo shoot for like a <laughs> for like Rolling Stone magazine or something. And then uh, there's some sort of like peach tree or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a shot of like the the photo director like uh, framing all the dudes out of the picture. And mm-hmm. then there's a shot of like the three dudes like all the way in the back of the room looking all pissed off. And then uh, Gwen <laughs> Stefani uh, up front on the stage by herself. But uh, I've already made the joke that uh, that's that's what's going to happen to the show. Brittany's going to be a huge breakout star. Uh, we're going to get pushed to the background, but just let me just let me get rich. That's all I care about. <laughs> Right. Brittany's going to be on The Voice in a year. Good for her. We love her. But, you know, just let me not have to work a real job. And then I'm, I'm totally fine with it. If not. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for maybe watching. We'll see how this video turns out. Um, but uh, if not, you know. It's a fucking auditory medium. We're podcasters, all right? We're not fucking... Well, I actually do stream. Anyway, you know where all my bullshit is. Uh, Demi, it was good to talk to you, and we'll, we'll see the fans later. Bye. Peace.